Selena, if you want two kidneys, I got one for you. Just let me see them fucking titties one time. And you got yourself a goddamn deal. I think that's a fair trade. Big boy, I'm gonna try him. But I just, I think oh, we talking. You're not a I think we talking about. I can't do textures, man. It's like a running thing where it's funny. Some people also, when I say that, are like, "Oh my god, me too." And then others are like, "Yeah, that's mental illness." It's like, <laughs> There's definitely textures I can't do, but mashed potatoes is certainly not one of them. So that's that's definitely one for me. And um, like applesauce is kind of like the same thing. Yeah, I don't love applesauce. Um, so I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm going to be, I hope it's, it's a compromise. I'm going to be a big boy and, and give him a bite, but I also half mashed him. So there's still something to chew on in there instead of just baby food. Fair enough. <laughs> so wait, some textures, what are yours that you don't fuck with? I don't like mushrooms. Oh yeah. That is a weird one. It's, it's kind of like leathery and like rubbery almost. In yeah, my I don't opinion. even know how to describe it. I think it would be, in my opinion, it's like eating a hat. Okay. <laughs> like that's that's the vibe I get. They do kind of look like little hats. <laughs> uh, dude, thanks for coming back too, everybody. Uh, Logan O'Brien is back in the chair and back in the chair. A, a year and some change later, uh, I'm getting another redemption from the episode two. Has it really been that long? Yeah, dude. You came over. It was uh, last August. When we recorded it, because then I did all the, like, getting logos and stuff, you know, cutting a trailer, having two episodes to put out. It was Caitlin first, and then you. I recorded you guys, like, back-to-back. Wow. Um, So it'll be fun, I thought. We'll do. That's really fucking good, in my opinion. I hope you also agree. It's very good. Um, We're doing meatloaf and mashed. But that'd be fun. A little year check-in. Some highlights, some lowlights, maybe. Uh and uh, enjoy some that. I normally do repeat guests when it's like Saturday or Sunday and I'm like, fuck, I don't have anybody to talk to. Gotta <laughs> find someone. But we were chatting a couple days ago and I feel like I hadn't just like hung out with you in a while. So I was like, fuck yeah, gotta have Logan over for sure. So thanks for coming, buddy. Yeah, um, thanks for having me, man. And on that note, congrats. To your podcast nomination as well. Oh, thanks. Yeah, so exciting. I uh, I don't. I've posted about it, and people. I've no, I haven't talked about it on here yet. So yes, Logan and myself. Uh, we were nominated for the Boston Comedy Choice Awards Best Podcast category. Incredibly yeah. prestigious. Of of the seven podcasts, maybe they picked six. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I don't. I mean, whatever. Uh, yeah, I mean, dude, when, w- like, it's, when that was all starting and, like, they released this, st- I was like, look, I don't care about winning, it's a, whatever, it's, you know, popular kid vote, and that's fine. There's only, like, six podcasts, though. Yeah. If I don't at least get fucking nominated, what's the point? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's pretty much our stance. It, exactly. But also, we... We were like, it would be kind of like insane if we don't get nominated, but also at the end of the day, I was like, but these don't mean anything. I don't really care. It's, 
it's nice to just have the recognition, you know, sure. just for somebody, whoever, regardless who that is, to say, hey, you're putting a lot of work into this and we recognize that. And yeah. that's cool, um, which is a funny segue because I got super yelled at by somebody. I asked for an email for the people, you know, for the, the two head honchos who run the business. Mm-hmm. I had one of them, the booker. Um, and was just trying to find the other one to send a very generic thank you. Just like, you know, the thank you cards you wrote when you were a child that your mom made you write Yeah, like the ones you get after you go to like somebody's wedding. Yeah. Or like a birthday party, like literally that just like, thank you for the Nomination. nomination. It's nice to see that card say like best pod, you know, just something basic. Yeah. Um, so, oh no, that's so funny that it went into vanish mode. Um, so I was trying to track down one of them, couldn't find it. So asked a friend to say, Hey, do you have it? They said, no, but maybe you can find it through this person. I'll tell you that. I'll bleep it in a second, but I, I'm just going to cover it I for now. I, I because already know actually. <laughs> <laughs> you, all right. So then what? Well, me and this person, uh, I mean, dear friend of mine, but they, uh, friend of mine too. Yeah. But they, they just, um, well, these awards seem to be like really bothering them. Yeah. You totally know who this is. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, they were like hitting me up at like every, like about it, like incessantly. And I like literally just got to the point where it's like, I don't like, I, I just cannot express how much I don't think these matter. Like, yeah. People are going to be upset. Most people aren't going to give a shit. Like, I, I don't care. I think it's dumb. I said on our podcast, if we won, I will go on stage and be like, this is gay. <laughs> I, I don't know why this is happening. Like, I don't, this seems insane. I, I don't want to be. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, it's that. So, our another mutual friend of ours, though, just said, hey, maybe this person will have it. Yeah. And... They weren't thinking, I wasn't thinking either, because had we thought for 10 seconds, we would have both been like, oh, this is a really bad idea. (laughs) But, um, so I said, I know you hate what's going on right now, but do you have, uh, this email I wanted to send a thank you, uh, and I can only find this one. And this was the response I got. A thank you for what? Wait. Are you asking me for his email so you can send him a thank you for your nomination? One, are you fucking kidding me? Two, the email to send a thank you is this. <laughs> <laughs> About the the Booker part, part of that, you know, the, the person who has a little more heat around. Yeah. Uh, and then said, who is your friend? You made that very clear a few months ago at King's. All of the white boys in the scene like to look the other way when it comes to his actions. My email was about a history of toxicity and racism by his staff and how they're putting out awards based on their white male gaze. You, a white man, are asking me for his email to say, hey, thanks for this? Wow, that's a lot. <laughs> What? Yeah. I mean, I don't... I, that was at 10.30 in the morning. So that was a, a real nice t- racial torpedo to my day. Yeah. Well, I think the thing here is, like, that some people... Like, I saw another comic complaining when it was, like, the best social media follow or something. Like, another comic was like, are you, like, serious? And, like, started, like, tagging 
content creators in Boston. And yeah. I was like, I think everybody that's like reacting this way fails to like understand that this is clearly like for the Boston comedy scene. This isn't yeah. for like I don't give a fuck that there's like comedic content creators like in Boston. Like if you're not like these are the the la- like this is the, the comedy, comedy club in clubs. Boston yeah, is putting exactly. this on. Like this is for the people who are like stand up adjacent and like yeah. most of those people are not. And I think it's like pretty hard to disagree with the nominees in like pretty much every category. Yeah, there's definitely I mean, unfortunately there's just a lot of good comics, I think, in the city. Yeah, and if they're and only cut the cutoff is uh, you know a number like six. Some people are gonna get left off a list, unfortunately. Right, and and uh, of course, like people are gonna have bruised egos over that. Right, but like I don't know why. Like, yeah. I mean, if, if you're a, getting booked, who fucking cares? It, well, definitely, if you're getting work for sure. Yeah, and if you're not, then look like, at that. You know, just be happy, maybe, keep working hard. Yeah, and if you're not getting booked, like maybe you're not that good. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, like we talked about who we were like who we were talking about. Yeah, well, surprised that they didn't get nominated. But I agree with too. Like you know, unfortunately, in Boston in stand up, really, there's a lot of white dudes that get booked. So like, it was dumb of me maybe to ask this person for sure. Yeah, but there's predominantly white men in Boston comedy. That's that's just a numbers game. Like, unfortunately, there's just not that many like women or poc comics like in the scene particularly ones that are like usable because they're so infrequent uh and still like a lot of those people like end up getting booked more than most because like they do like check boxes that people want filled so like it benefits them in that way so uh, like if you're fucking funny like you're gonna get booked like that's really all that it comes down to uh, it's just basically it's a party that like like did you ever not get invited to a party in high school or college or whatever that you wanted to go to no because i probably <laughs> no because i was cool danny <laughs> no no well, there's probably parties that like i'm like just i didn't know they were happening like i'm sure i would have loved to get to invited more to more parties in high school, but like I didn't fucking know that they were happening when they were happening. So who fucking cares? Well, I think that's the thing is that this is so known. It's so public. You know, it is just like in our little niche circle, it does seem like a big thing. Fine, but like just look at the nominees and like fucking be honest with yourself yeah. and be like, it like, do I really deserve more than this person? Like, yeah, you could argue like there are people that could easily like be subbed in for like some of those categories sure. but i don't think that necessarily means like they unequivocally like deserve it over them or something no i yeah i've fielded a couple of texts as well from people who definitely could have been subbed in and that's pretty much what i've said of like you do belong in there yeah you know, it sucks that you didn't but you're also getting so much work you're crazy busy and you're an actually good comic right and like Like that's what matters and everything's so vague like it's like best rising star and it's like like it's like you have some comics in that category that are like two to three years in you have ones that are like seven to eight years in right and you have like people that are in between those it's like what the fuck does rising star mean then like i don't understand it's a it's a very vague i was talking to cordova about it 
where they should also have a middle child congratulations now just keep doing your fucking job award yeah <laughs> just like the five to eight year like whatever right because to me rising is definitely like one to three maybe or something like that you know early in showing a lot of promise yeah and you know best comedian definitely was reserved for eight to ten year plus you know veterans that are either headlining or nationally or locally whatever it may be yeah but even within that like i guess like a lot of the older like comics that don't really do a lot of the same shows we do that are like more like route one yeah like Wendy clark that was yeah, somebody like, like but like those like they're not nominated for best comedian but it's like well it's because lenny clark is still rising <laughs> yeah right well i'm like but what the fuck like so what is the stipulation here? I like i mean not that i even like think this or that about like lenny clark being better than any of the people nominated like i don't even really fucking know lenny clark's comedy either, that yeah. well but i'm just like yeah it clearly is just like it's intended for a certain audience and like for a certain like sure type of uh person so it's like who cares? Like literally, that the one of the people we were talking about earlier, when they were like arguing about it, they were. I was like, it doesn't matter. Like I, I, I was like, anybody can say this. Like they were like, people are gonna win best bar show and then they're gonna use that as a credit. I'm like, and it will sell zero percent more tickets because anybody can say something like that. I can like tout online and like at shows like that. I have the biggest dick in Boston comedy, and it's like who is gonna try and like disprove that even though it's like six probably female comedians not who will get on stage and go we know that's not true okay there's not even six comedians in boston that i think i've hooked up with so i think you could, you could get two maybe <laughs> maybe there's a third now who's like um is he forgetting me <laughs> well th- no <laughs> no we don't know <laughs> that's, that's not gonna be my first question is all right which comedian? <laughs> uh, that clip though that uh, clown the Brianna and Al did too. That's real fucked up of your dad, man. I know, dude. It's so weird how he just sounds exactly like the me. Too. <laughs> it was like ten seconds into it that made me realize. I didn't realize it right away. Where I was like, wow, whoever's doing this is really mean. I hope Logan knows about this. <laughs> oh, wait, that's Logan. <laughs> yeah, uh, Joe Fenty last night was like, did you know about that? I was like, yeah, of course. He's like, oh, okay. I wasn't sure if they just like went for it. I was like, no, that would be insane. <laughs> that would be absurd. Like, so, not that I'd care, but like I, oh, like, also I, kind I would of find yeah. it funny. But like, I'm sure they know enough that like plenty of people would be like, what the fuck? I think if it was that situation, they'd have at least have the decency to hit you up and be like, hey, we're going to do a promotional reel and like make jokes about your dad. Yeah, of course. They wouldn't just fucking drop the hammer. No, no. no. <laughs> um, did they just text you, though, and say like, hey, can we do this? Um, I forget exactly how, but like it came to be, but I they were just at Cagney's mm. and they and they asked me to like podcast in their car like we oh, do fun. it out of their yeah. car and then they were like brianna was like i wrote this like script for like a little like video to like say fuck you guys podcast to, like start the beef if you want to like that's would funny. you voice your dad and i was like yeah we had planned we were going to do like political campaign like legitimate like political campaign ads like oh that's slandering so all good. the other podcasts but then we just kind of got lazy <laughs> just a quick catch up for probably the many who didn't see it but some probably did um Clown People's another podcast that was nominated. Uh, they did a funny reel with the two of them, you know, the hosts, Brianna and Al, who've been on this. Uh, 
talking about how Logan's father, who is dead, prefers their podcast instead of Logan's own. <laughs> yeah, they have my dad. I think they like edited it. They sent me originally like them doing the voice with the skeleton. They're like, wow, is that Logan's dad live from hell? I was, like, <laughs> I was like, why didn't you guys keep that in? I thought that was fucking so funny. You have a really great sense of humor about it. I I think you like have to, otherwise like it's like uh, it's like Eminem, it's like ten to eight mile dudes. Like, you know, like they can't they can't hurt you with it if like if you make fun of it first. That's I mean sure, but I mean that are you really like over it at this point, or is it still? Yeah, like I mean, you're stabbing yourself with like a tiny knife every time you just get to the joke first. No, no, it's like fucking. I like you know. I was 17. I'm 34 now. Like it's been like as long, like without my dad as it was with him. Uh, so it's like, I mean, whatever. Well, you know, that was you, a like, story. Miss your dad, but like, right? But I'm not like, oh fuck! Like every time somebody brings it up, I'm like, yeah, that's oh, Papa. That's been how it's been. Like, that was a story you posted on the day of which wild thing that you got sent to from that message where they were like happy anniversary of your dad's passing oh wait what did i did you listen to the podcast i listened to the pod oh, okay yeah. i was like i didn't post that did no I? no 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 i listened to uh that episode uh yeah it's a good episode it's funny. <laughs> oh thanks um but yeah I, when you said that i was like that's an insane thing to say i mean i had typed i would you know i'd pulled up a response and had just typed out hey man i hope today goes okay yeah, it's, and but even that, that I was like, I'll see him soon in person. Yeah, and also it's not like that. Like I like I don't know. I think it's just nice to post something. I guess to just be like, I rem- like I don't fucking know. I don't even know what the point is really. But it's like I'm not like that's not like a hard day for me. Like it's, it is just another day. I'm just like, oh, that is like today. Let's. I mean, that's cool then though that it is another day though, and it is cool to post about it though to be like he. This is where I, this is me, you know, this is where I came from, you know, whether yeah. it's you got along or not, you know, that's, it still is just like your lineage and just as, you know, can't break that, can't forget about it. It's important. Yeah. It's like just, yeah, I don't know. It's just like if you're going to post like, I don't fucking know. It's just like you post like dumb, goofy shit like 90% of the time. It's like, it's like remind people once in a while you're like a human. It's a good point too, yeah, because a lot of the social media presence that comedians have is just like, look at me, I'm funny, funny person joking around all the time. Yeah, but like there's a, there's a lot of strife and sadness that goes into the laughter. Oh, yeah, true. <laughs> but it is weird now. Like I don't like you know without voicing my opinion on the matter, but like with like the Israel got like uh, Palestine oh, sure, stuff yeah. happening. It's like, I, you know, I have the way I feel about it personally. Like, I've like done my research. Like, I've, like I, I feel the way I feel. But I haven't, I don't, like, feel compelled to post something online about it because, and not because I'm, like, afraid to, like, offend somebody, like, with what I think about it or anything. But I'm just, like, it feels so fucking weird when I'm, like, looking at someone's Instagram story and it's, like, <laughs> me at a concert, me doing comedy. Also, there's a thousand <laughs> dead children and God. And then, like, the next one And then there's, like, like, French toast after the concert. I'm, yes. like, well, this seems, like, incredibly inappropriate, actually. It's, a, it's always shoehorned in the middle of exactly that. Just their night out followed by the next day's activities. Yeah. Reminder of 
horrible atrocities. Yeah, and you know, I don't even want to like. I'm not like trying to make like a criticism of those people. Like that's that's like fine if that's if you think that's helping. Like, and you genuinely are doing that because you think it makes a difference. That's like cool, but. <laughs> Just to me, I would I would look back at that like I would probably wake up hungover and be like, "What the fuck? <laughs> Why would I do that? Like, am I insane? Like, it, but that's just me. Like, I can't." So is that that kind of like feeling you you got get? I guess when you do post about your dad of just like I guess the the creepy crawlies of like oh emotion. A little sometimes I'll like post something and I'll be like, "Why did I like post that? Like, like that was so dumb. Like, like I." I, I don't know. Sometimes you think you like have a point or like, or like you think you wanted to say something yeah. and then like a couple hours goes by and you're like, Oh my God, who was I? Who was I like two hours ago? Who the fuck was that? Yeah. I don't know. Sometimes like you just like the fucking moment, like clouds your judgment. I think yeah, uh, but- not that it's like, a, not that it's like particularly or like specifically like a bad thing to do, but just like sometimes it, you're almost like I feel like I was like too vulnerable just now, like where I like didn't really want to be. I think it just like overwhelmed me in the moment or something. I definitely I think that's a great way to put it is that in the moment when you're feeling that vulnerability is when you want to like have that connection or whatever, or just like put it out into the world. Yeah. And then, to, you know, feel something or get something back, you know, connect. And then though, a couple hours later when you're feeling okay, that guards back up. You're like, Oh God. Oh, why? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. This is so embarrassing. Exactly. It's like, a, dude, remember going through all those Facebook statuses from like 2011 or whatever. Oh yeah. I used to, the memories that would come up. Oh yeah. I delete them when I think they're too <laughs> embarrassing. And Tyler like dragged me for that. He's like, why would you delete it? Like, and I was like, because I don't want it like to exist. Exactly. And then, but then I'd start like when I when I'd see one that I didn't hate, I'd tag Tyler. Be like, I didn't, this one's not so bad. <laughs> this one has some legs. Yeah. Right? This might be a premise. Yeah. It's just like, damn, 2014 me. He didn't even know he was writing gold, baby. <laughs> this this Facebook status about my dick. <laughs> yeah. Also, Nokahan. What the fuck happened? Like, I don't, I didn't know who that guy was. And oh, within like a year, he, he was like, up. fucking, he's doing Fenway. I, oof. just white women, just like, fuck <laughs> it. They can't be stopped, dude. They will, they will elevate any, like, fucking sad white person to, like, the, the highest highs in, like, in insane amount of time a sad white guy with a guitar is bound for for stardom 100 percent. as long as the white women find him just a sad like person i think like particularly probably like sad white people like sad white people music but it like noah kahan blew up i feel like phoebe bridgers and then also phoebe bridgers i do but and like i love you know so i'm not saying i'm impervious to it i'm just saying like it's nuts how it happens (laughs) olivia rodrigo i'm like that yeah, that one. I mean, these people came from out yet? of nowhere. To well, as far as I was concerned, they came out of nowhere, yeah. and all of a sudden they went from like, you know, Olivia Rodrigo was at Roadrunner in 2021, and then she's doing like two nights at the Garden next year. I mean, it's, TikTok is my big is my first guess for at least Olivia Rodrigo because again, based on her age, I think she's not even 21 yet. No, she's not. But she, I guess, so I guess she was on. Maybe like High School, the musical, the TV show or something. Oh, really? So she had like that going for her, but like driver's license 
that song came out and within like a month it was everywhere well i mean that one was primo sad girl music yes of course but that's what i mean like the you just scratch that itch like for people and then they're like scratch it i I mean we're sitting here two you know 30 year old dudes and you like free bridges i mean i driver's license wasn't my favorite but i mean i like Olivia rodrigo too I'm oh yeah i mean i'm not, mean, like, I'm not i do selena gomez is my my pop queen i mean i like selena gomez well i think selena gomez is very hot i <laughs> couldn't <laughs> yeah, tell well, you yeah. a single fucking song <laughs> uh, which also i didn't know somebody told me because i and whatever you know forgive me for being a little crass here but i i thought selena gomez was like fine and then i woke up one day and i was like did she just like grow the biggest tits on the planet like overnight i was like i was like because they don't look like implants they look natural to me and i went out with like i went on a date with a girl who was uh like a nurse or a doctor who had implants no, she, she, she was like she had lupus that yeah and like that like caused her like boobs to get big it well, was the like, medication right but the I'm weight like, gain from the medication insane. of lupus like what a sick side effect of like a terrible disease like I had to get a kidney from my friend, but I also got like huger tits from God or, or like whatever. I had to get a kidney from my friend. Isn't that what happened? She had to get like a kidney. I think I honestly, the most I know about lupus is that it was the culprit on every episode of House back in the mid two thousands. If you remember that show, I, I remember House. And then also, it's the culprit for Selena Gomez's wonderful transformation yeah but i think she had to i think the big drama was she had to get a kidney and her friend gave her the kidney and then there was like a picture of selena gomez drinking at the club and people were like how the fuck are you like gonna drink after your friend gave you a kidney it's like it wasn't what, a liver to like fucking die after like or like <laughs> like funds not permitted after she gets a kidney transplant like was the friend there with her too no i think like the i think the friend like was the one that was like are you fucking kidding me oh really i think that like i mean don't quote me on that i might not be like completely up to date on my pop queen fucking gossip rag but i'm fairly certain that was the deal i just got th- i mean if if my memory serves correct i've heard kidney is one of the not better or easier but like well you have two of them so right like technically i think you just pee more yeah, but so I, I don't really know what happened there. She, both of Selena's must have gotten fucked up, and so she needed at least one, and her friend gave her, like, one of hers. Yeah, I mean, I think how you said, fun's not supposed to die. I think you should be... Yeah, she's, like, 30 years old. She's just happy that, sober yeah. for the rest of her life because, like, you gave her the kidney. I don't fucking care. Like, I would give my fr- friend the kidney and be like, so I so that we can keep drinking. That's what I was about to say, dude. You, said, <laughs> you see that picture, even if you're laid up from recovery still and they're out having fun yeah you might be pissed but then also you have the card forever you just get to text them and be like hey you're having fun because of that kidney i gave you so like next round when we're out is on you yeah <laughs> like and it's selena fucking gomez it's yeah. not like the cool experiences are gonna be short uh like short. right yeah she can like show you a good time yeah selena if you want two kidneys, I got one for you. Just sh- let me see the fucking titties one time. And you got yourself a goddamn deal. I think that's a fair trade. Oh, my God. Maybe dude. a picture. Like, I guess like a, a picture. If I promise never to show it to anyone else. It's a good deal. 
I would, I would, I would do a kidney for that. Yeah. <laughs> my but like, own, I want to see, personal. I want to take the picture myself. Like, I want to see oh. them in person. And then you have that, me- you know, yeah, okay. That's, yeah. I thought it Maybe was. Maybe like a selfie <laughs> with her tits out. <laughs> to be <laughs> Yeah, me, me with her, my arm around her. I, so the internet is a super weird place and I am bet that this is going to be a thing. You have to, uh, what's your blood type? Do you know that? I don't know that actually. I don't either, and I probably should. <laughs> I feel like that's something that not a lot of people know, and they should for sure. Yeah. Well, I think I like, get very easily signed into like my my chart or whatever. I don't know if you have that with. Like, I do. Your, yeah. Yeah. I think it has like that kind of info. Oh, cool. All right. Well, as I was right, the internet is a really weird place. I found out Selena Gomez's blood type. <laughs> okay. She's a positive. Damn. So just go like home. those titties, <laughs> a plus. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> it is more than I thought. I didn't think we'd be there, but <laughs> my gosh. Um fuck. Yeah. Uh how did we even get to Selena's we, Noah Kahan really Oh, that was it. Yeah. Spun off into a Yeah. Um yeah, I mean it's cool. I mean, I went to college in Vermont, so like that's fun to but is he from Vermont? Yeah, he's from Stratford, Vermont. This is a town of a thousand people, apparently. Wow, okay. I think I did stand up there once. Well, that's why he's, I mean, of course he wrote songs because he had like nothing yeah, fucking better to do. He, that's literally what the album Six Seasons about, basically. It's just like, this town sucks. There's fucking nothing going on. I'm sad. How the fuck did he like, but I want to know how he got like going. Well, how did you I mean we talked about it on the first one what do you mean like his fame or like just enjoying music because no no it's fame like I'd like to know uh, how he came from a town in Vermont of 1,000 people to end up like send, selling out Fenway Park like like how did he pop I mean I guess I mean is TikTok's it, like well, a likely avenue and what about what's that guy's name Anthony Oliver you were just in Texas yeah but that guy that seems like a fucking something was up with that like that i don't fully you think it was a plant a little bit i think like they something funny happened there because also he's fucking gone he's into the wind who's fucking away where is he he was just there to like fucking piss people off for 10 seconds do some republican conventions yeah but then then, well actually that's kind of i think what bit him was he kind of came out and was like no i'm not like a republican i just like think like some weird yeah. shit's going on. They were like, "Wait, wait why are you introing the Republican conventions?" Then <laughs> is he? Did he do that? I thought he. They maybe they were just playing his song. Then I don't know. I thought he. Yeah, I don't think he did. I think he said he like voted for Joe Biden and like so. Like I think, huh. I think he immediately like betrayed a lot of the people that like got into him because they got in for the wrong reason or something. It was also very funny. <clears throat> you know, the second like verse of that song, he talks about like fat people eating like ring dings yeah that was and then i saw him like performing and like he also an audience of in an audience of fat people and he like doesn't do that verse because he's no way really oh fuck these are my fans dude i mean he's also not in the best shape he's like i think it's a little deceiving with like the beard and like his head shape i think he's like not really fat though dude he's got a gut come on does he? I it's he's got like overalls in that video, so it's like I think it's very hard to tell like what his maybe, actual body Maybe you're right. Like. Maybe I just am giving him the extra weight because in some of his songs there's a banjo, and in my mind a banjo goes with a belly. Yeah, but, but I think you know, unfortunately, not to like 
stick up for him not that that's what i'm doing but i think he's talking about like the fucking people in like you know the scooters and like yeah no whatever that totally right about that but that's wild that he cuts that verse that line you know it's also just very funny to like be a wicked fat person and listen to that song and be like yeah <laughs> fuck those people it's like he's talking about you i mean we dude we we did it with Cordova. The title of Cordova's episode, like last week or whatever, was "The Mirror's the Scariest Place to Look." And whether it be for physical attributes or emotional attributes that you don't like, it's hard to look inward. Oh yeah, but I think people are also well in this particular instance, like with politics, like people just latch on to like a lie. Like most mm. of the people, you know, the people that loved that song are the people that vote against their best interests. Like, yeah every time because they don't know like what the fuck they're voting for it's like not their fault really it it's not their well of course it's not their fault because yeah they're pitched well they just they live in usually poor yeah parts of the country where there's like lower standards of education and like they just kind of get swept up in like almost like brainwashed by like the music the songs or just like politicians being like whatever you know it's like the longest time like poor white people it was like poor black people's fault and it's like no it's rich people's fault and they're just getting you to blame someone poorer than you so that you think that that you're not like really part of the problem it's like a that's a reagan quote i think or a Nixon quote? One, I always get those two confused. Unfortunately, well, I don't I, know Nixon why. Nixon was like very racist. He was probably like I'm going to go with the a Nixon quote saying, then. Like blame black people or yeah, something. Yeah, all right. That's if it's got to be a Nixon quote then, because one of yeah. them's really good and one of them's really bad, and I don't know why in my brain. No, I no, always, they're both very bad. No, I think one of the like is good to the people who like that like are republicans oh, oh I think, ronald reagan is like literally like the golden boy of the republican party yeah, but he's yeah. but he's also like a complete yeah i mean piece of shit good in quote I, mean, I guess i'm sure again the politics politicians that we would agree with also probably pieces of shit too man yeah i mean also nixon's only like they only don't like nixon because he got like caught and got like legit impeached like the i think the only president that's been like impeached and removed like donald trump and bill clinton Clinton both got impeached but they stayed like yeah i don't understand that i don't yeah because they were like well with bill clinton it was like a complete political like hit job well yeah that Uh, yeah with donald trump i mean republicans had control of like oh that's what okay so like they were like we're not (laughs) we're not gonna get rid of our guy (laughs) good try kicking him out of the party come on back yeah uh, is that are you thinking about going to texas as we sit here and talk about this i feel like that would be not the best move for you no i don't think so i mean not that like i mean austin is not that part of texas or at least like where a lot of the comedy clubs are it's, it's more of a sort of left-leaning i guess it's like or it's like really middle ground for well i mean whatever i was there for a week what the fuck do i know but like i didn't see anything that made me like oh like gross or whatever i mean the only thing that made me say like gross is it's like any other comedy scene where it's like very clicky Mm. and like um i did like do shows with some people that were not like 
terribly kind. Like not not mm. that they were like outwardly like dicks, but they were just like kind of couldn't be bothered with the new guy from out of town. Yeah, and I was like, okay, like I like I did a show on Monday, and like I didn't get much in the way of shows. Well, I didn't have much when I got there. And I was like, well, I'll just, like, try and get up and, like, yeah. hopefully people will see me. And it's like, nobody fucking pays attention, like, when you're on stage. Like, everybody stayed in the green room for the show on Monday. Mm-hmm. I mean, the I did the Comedy Mothership open mic, but, like, that, uh, as soon as you do your set, you have to leave. Because, like, they sell tickets to that open mic so like oh, they, okay. and it like sells out because it's a lot of people yeah so you didn't that's plan crazy that's so crazy though that you just do your set and normally open mics they're like please stay this is the one where they're like no go we don't want you here well they don't need you they have an actual audience good point but like you get to stay for like all of the comic i think it was like 20 comics maybe uh, or something like that and they sit you all in the back and then like one by one you go up and then like you leave. So like depending where you are, you do see like, like I, I was like eighth or something. So I got to see seven comics before me and just a single file line in the back. No, you get to sit until it's like, your oh, turn, right. and then and then you wait, like you go wait in, on deck and it's like a drill sergeant. It's like, all right, next go, go, they, go, They go, like literally go. make you walk in like in order. So like oh when you God. sit, like you sit in the order that you'll be going up so that they can like good file element. in those seats like as they good go to elementary us. school vibes there though of like walking in the order that you're on the list it's not bad like i mean you know because they do have to like kind of like oh no it makes sense you gotta run you gotta run a tight ship for sure if it's actually sold out and you know a, a real club doing a mic and all that yeah but and i was sitting next to uh adam you get like the the guy that books yeah. the club um and the girl that went up first just like within 30 seconds i mean she was bombing and then she was just standing up there she's like oh man i should have brought my book up i wrote like 300 pages and like i don't remember anything i was like well if you wrote 300 pages and you can't remember anything that's like a fucking problem you have three minutes and he like stood up after like 30 seconds of her being like hmm, uh, and he was like turn the like give her the fucking light give her the light and then like they gave her the light and she still wouldn't get off. And he's like, fucking play music. Get her the fuck off the stage. I was like, no shit. I was like, they don't fuck around here. And then you leaned over and you're like, hey, Adam, what do you think of Selena Gomez's dance? <laughs> I should have. Maybe I would have stood out more. <laughs> yeah, maybe in a way you don't want to, though. Yeah. It sucks because you can't really like see him like while you're on stage. So it's like, yeah. I have no idea if, if he's, he's like, laughing or not. Liking yeah. this or not. Um, not that it would have mattered. Like, yeah, it'd leaving. be cool though. Just as a nice, you know, pocket card to have is like on the bad days. Oh, I bombed and then be like, no, oh, I made the Booker at the mothership laugh. Yeah. You know, it's always nice <coughs> to pull something like that out on a bad day. <clears throat> yeah. It was weird. Well, so most of the people that went before me were like truly like bad. I think like t- two of them were doing comedy for the first time. Jesus. Which is like, why would you come That's here? Crazy. Yeah. But, uh, the kid that went right before me and I've like told this story on like a couple podcasts now, but not on this one though. That's right. And uh, I, I talked to him after he's a nice guy and he like kind of even when I saw him, he's like, how do, how do I know you? I was like, I just, we were on the Rogan mic after I I was like, I went after you and he was like, Ooh, had that going. I was like, it was okay. And he's like, I might've fucked you on that one. I was like, I think a little bit. Yeah. And he's like, my bad. 
<laughs> so at least he like kind of like had acknowledged of that. It, yeah. But, but he was doing like fine for like a minute and a half, doing like normal jokes. Yeah. White guy wearing like a suit, and then halfway through he just completely code switched. And he's like, y'all ever go to the doctor? And the doctor's like, you trans. And I'm like, shit, I ain't trans. He's like, yes, you is. I'm going to cut your dicks off. And he like, the rest of his time was doing this like bit for like a minute and a half. There's like two black people in the audience. He's like, y'all know what I'm talking about, right? And I was like, I'm literally like, Paul is there, uh, Cyphers, formerly of Worcester. He lives down there now. Uh, So he's also on the mic. And he's like a few after me. And I'm like, he's still sitting up there. But I'm just looking at him like. Why is this happening to me? Like, why do I have to follow this? It completely, like, yeah, sucked the air out of me. you only have room. three minutes, you said, right? Yeah. So, do you get up and address it how you would on a show? Or? I didn't. I was like, dude, I just, like, want to do yeah. my jokes. Like, uh, like I'm whatever. Yeah, dude, that's uh, a very early comic. In the, you know, when I was still in Vermont, similarly, like holocaust jokes that just weren't landing for five straight minutes doubling tripling quadrupling down of like you guys are wrong yeah and then he just walked off the stage left the bar and then the host was like ha ah, all right next comic danny Kalei. Like, fuck all right uh four minutes we're gonna have to at least devote two of this to addressing that yeah well that's shitty of the host yeah but they should have done that with the with that particular mic it like uh, the mothership. I feel like the host couldn't really do that because I yeah. think they're on like such a strict time strict timeline. Yeah, like I think she did mention like it briefly, just like okay, um, that trying was and, yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah, moving on. Yeah, but uh, they were nice. Like the the woman, the girl that hosted, oh, cool. and like the one of the other comics that were like working there. When I like got off, they're like, "Hey, that was really funny." Thought, oh, that's cool. Good job. I was like, "Thank you, thank you so much." <laughs> oh fuck, that means oh god. <laughs> All right, so. We're in the last last little bit here, and I wanted to go back to year check in, year forward. Uh, pop to mind just when I say like, what's a good thing that happened, comedy or not comedy, whatever, from last August? What stands out? <laughs> uh, well, Blink One Eighty Two got back together. <laughs> that was pretty huge. <laughs> that that is a very big thing for you. I know. Saw them three times this year. No big deal. <laughs> Uh, other than that, not nothing like huge. I mean, whatever. Just still doing comedy. Like, hopefully, getting better by doing that, it longer and more time. I almost choked there because definitely getting better. Yeah. Just based on the amount of work, the longer sets you're getting, all that. Yeah, you. That's what you hope. <laughs> um, I mean, like as you said, Blink One Eight Two three times. Are you? Yeah. Is that, are those tickets under a thousand? All together, all together, like right in the right ball around park. there. But two were festivals. Okay, so like you know the one we were young fest, which is like every band I've ever like listened to in high school, and those were like three hundred. So that was like really not. Was Bowling for Soup at that one? I think they were. I didn't you like. Didn't see I saw like there was too many bands yeah. to like even see everyone that you could have wanted to see. Well, I mean, that's totally okay if that is the go-to answer for, like, a good thing that has happened, because they're, as you said, your favorite band since childhood, right? Yeah, pretty much, well, since, like, middle school. Yeah, so for them to get back together and putting out new music after 
one of them had cancer, right? Yeah. Tom, right? Tom Delange? No, Mark had cancer. Oh, Mark Hopper. Hoppus? Hopper. Hoppus. Yeah. Hopper. <laughs> Mark Hopper, the crossover from the Stranger Things detective <laughs> and the Blink-182 series. <laughs> They're similar people, yeah. Um, I mean, that just must have been like a... Like middle school all over of just like, oh my God, that feel like childhood happiness of... It was very... So the first time I saw them, like of the three shows was at TD Garden and me and my friend had like okay seats like in the loge section that were more expensive than Taylor Swift uh, and wow we were I was like I mean this is cool but like but while we were watching Turnstile like the the band that opened and then a girl that I'm friends with who works like in entertainment like like works for Boston venues texted me and was like uh, I have like an extra pit pass, like if you want it. And I was like, fucking yeah. So I grabbed that and I like went to my friend. I was like, I'm really sorry, dude, but like, there's no fucking way I'm not taking this. So I watched the first and last song with him, but then I like was in the pit. And for the most of the show is by myself. Um, apparently like very close to Charlie Baker, the former governor of no, yeah, really. <laughs> yeah. That's also his favorite band. Discipline too. Uh, and I saw a video after they were like, Charlie Baker. I was like, I'm like literally like right there and i had no idea uh but the girl who got me the pit pass she was like with her friends but she came over for like a few songs and like we're friends but we're not like super close yeah but i was like i just was like hugging her i was like you just don't know what this fucking means to me i feel like she was a little like that that's okay you're welcome that's fine oh god just that vulnerability again comes out and in this moment yeah. though it's it's the moment that you completely give yourself over to it and you're like i know i'm being like oh yeah i know this big hug right now you're at work or whatever and you're this is nothing to you No, she wasn't at work she, oh, she you had, just had an extra pass well like because she works like for venues like they, oh, okay. they got them some comp tickets and then somebody that they work with like ended up not coming so they just had an extra one i was thinking too when you were saying it is the pit pass just because it is the pit can you go with the friend and then you were like sorry buddy and yeah you gotta ditch them oh yeah no it's like a wristband so like they put oh okay like i put the wristband on sure. myself and i was like sorry Tim, wave waving goodbye with the wristband yeah. <laughs> so what am i supposed to do and like jay and bianca were on like the floor the floor is divided into the pit and then like seats behind it and they were like at the end of the seats on the floor so like while i was down there i ran over and i was like what's up that's fun yeah <sighs> man i haven't been to a show in forever i get just kind of like it's, the, the, being in a blink like a pit moshing blink 182 well i wasn't like in a pit i don't do that anymore uh <laughs> certainly too old for that kind of behavior i did I went to the pit last summer for Limp Biscuit for one song, and I was like, I've made <laughs> such a grave miscalculation coming into this my knees, situation. My knees hurt. No, I was just immediately like scared because like, <laughs> like it, it was like violent. I was like, I did not like really anticipate how like aggressive it would be in here. Because also, I was like, it's mostly fucking people my age or older. I was like, what are you guys doing? Really, we their- all have work tomorrow. <laughs> Like, stop it. They're trying to relive their youth. Just how you, you know, Blink-182, their youth was getting into fights in the back of 7-Eleven parking lots listening to Limp Bizkit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, literally a fight broke out, like, as soon as Limp Bizkit stopped playing, like, 
and it was like I'm not kidding like there were two girls I went with Sham Tyler and our friend Sean and me and Sean were in line to get drinks and these girls like in front of us started talking to us and like whatever we were like talking to them it was sure. like kind of flirty and they were like alright maybe we'll like see you around the concert and then like the two guys that got in a fight like one of those girls like swept in and was like stop like like she was like clearly oh, with one of them I was like oh thank god we didn't like pursue anything that could have been you man yeah. <laughs> All right, and what's one thing uh, not looking forward to, but that you are striving for in the next year? I'd love to be nominated as one of Boston's rising stars. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, I don't know. I don't really know. It's such like a weird thing, like setting goals in comedy, because like there's like such a ceiling like that you can hit like at a particular point that I feel like I'm currently hitting. Like I could get to headline certain shows that I haven't, which would be cool. Maybe like apply to festivals or something. Um, I guess I, I'd like to just get a little more, uh, I don't know what word I'm looking for. Like a little more, uh, self-disciplined and like, recording things and start mm. putting out like reels and stuff like just like actually clips boy try to do like what the people that are succeeding like do i think th- now with how accessible stand-up is and how a lot of social media is super dominated by these clips like even people who are tangentially interested in stand-up will text me or DM me a reel and be like, is this funny? What do you think of this? This popped up. What about this person? You know? Yeah. So as far as the whole, you have to be in New York or LA, I think as time moves on, that will change. I think it's already changed. Yeah. I don't think you need to, in matter of fact, I've like tried to talk people out of moving to New York that I was like, why are you going to do that? Like when you can get way more, like valuable stage time in Boston where you're already established, like just do the work, like record your material, write more like so that you can put out more stuff like, and like work to getting like longer sets here so that you can like fuck around a little bit and like maybe do some crowd work so that you have more clips that you can like just throw away. Um, as opposed to like going to New York and like, having to start like two steps All back over, to try right, to take yeah. one step forward getting back into that like a massive pond like that and two steps back like you said so i th- i definitely think that i don't know if it's changed yet personally just because i just think you can pop on social media wherever you are and yeah, as soon okay. as you have the numbers of followers like you at the very least could then move to New York and be like, Hey, can I do your show? I have fucking 50,000 followers. So no, no I can account, probably man. bring a couple of people like to the show. And they're like, yeah, fuck. Yeah. Noah. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. But that's like really yeah. essentially what it is. Like if you can fucking promise to put some butts in seats and it's not the only, like you can, it's not like that's the only path forward now, but it's definitely like the like fast track. It seems like, and I think also, since you have been doing this for what, eight years? Almost in like March. Yeah. Then you have a backlog and a foundation of actual quality. Right. Instead of just if the clips go viral and you do get that 
that push than you're doing a 45 in Kansas or whatever. And people are like, Oh yeah, this sucks. <laughs> like, oh, I've done shows with like TikTok people that yeah, like exactly. clearly just started doing stand up because they needed like some way Something to capitalize else. on it. Yeah, exactly. And like, I've just watched them eat a dick for like an hour, but but also, I think, you know, for the longest time, it was like when we were starting, I feel like you were told not to put your stand-up online because yeah. you didn't want to burn the material. Absolutely. And uh, I think there's so much fucking stand-up online at this point that, like, put any joke you fucking want online because it's it's going to be in and out of somebody's brain like immediately and even if when it's not like jay martin like boston comedian obviously he like had a clip go like hugely viral like million views like like a fucking insane amount of likes and he has had some people like at shows that have showed up and been like oh i saw that joke but it's like but they they almost like are like it's oh i'm seeing it's exactly like it's cool dude that's always i've never understood that where people who say that they don't enjoy comedy because once they hear the joke they're like that's it i always say do you only listen to a song once yeah i just don't get that i do think jokes have like i mean different than a song in the sense that like a song is catchy like a joke does like have uh you know the more you listen to it the more you know it like the less funny of course it gets but but like, like you can still enjoy the joke, and if you give it some time, like you'll forget kind of like sure, a lot of it. I counter with this: Aren't you then kind of in on it? Let's say you see Jay Martin six times, right? And you know the beats of the sandwich joke, and then you go to a seventh show that he's on, and it's packed. There's a whole crowd. He's doing a great set. He's going to close with the sandwiches. Aren't you then kind of in on it with him where you're looking around like, oh, these people like they don't know it. I know it. You know, it's kind of that it's a little to me, at least it's more like everyone can learn the words to a song or whatever. Yeah. I mean, clearly it like works for like, you know, Burt Kreischer can't like do a stand up without doing the machine story. But like. I do remember, like, the first live stand-up show I ever went to see was Brian Regan when I was in high school Mm. with my friend and his parents, and in the middle of, like, he's doing his new hour, and, like, in the middle of it, people are like, cup of dirt, like, do cup of dirt, and he's like, you get, hold on, you guys want me to do, like, old jokes? Like, yeah, and he's like, how's about this, let me finish the new hour, and then I'll come back out and I'll, like, take some requests, and everyone was like, yeah, and I was like... Even in high school, I was like, why the fuck do you want to hear the old jokes? I know those jokes. Like, and like, whatever, at the end, after you get the whole new hour, fine. Like, then it was like kind of fun to just be like, oh, it's, he's doing the hits. But like, overall, like I, if I, don't you want to see Skinner play Freebird? Don't you want to see Nirvana do Smells Like Teen Spirit? Yeah. Weird that you chose two like dead bands. Yeah. I don't know why I did that. (laughs) But Uh, like it's sort of, yeah, like of course, well, but again, with the songs, I don't think it's like quite the same, but, but yeah, I'm, I'm not like completely opposed to it, but I do think there's something like weird, like, like it would be eventually you get tired. Like I want to hear the same songs, but if if I see a band, like I didn't see Green Day for like 15 years because I saw them like three times. I was like, you're playing the same fucking set list. Every time I see you, I'm like over like seeing these songs. Like you guys have a whole catalog of songs that I'd rather hear that you're just fucking ignoring for some reason. 
And I remember like my dad would tell me when he was younger, like he went to see Jay Leno twice in like a four year span. He was like, he did the same fucking jokes. He's like, I'll never go see him again. I was like, yeah, I would be like pissed if I went and saw like the same show on like not the same tour cycle. Obviously, you're kind of dumb if you see a stand up twice within one year and expect it to be like a completely different hour. But I mean, also, though, now it maybe isn't so crazy to expect that if you I mean some comics do yeah, turn it over yeah. like that but I mean that's kind of fucking insane it's like I don't know bananas, how they do yeah. that all right so clip boy and we're gonna we're gonna get Logan to pop out of Boston yeah that's right <laughs> let me soar baby let my star rise <laughs> shut up with that <laughs> all right uh God, I hope this cat's okay. Do you even talk about the food anymore? Kind of, but it kind of just goes wherever, uh, wherever this one goes. Uh, oh, let's do the the taste test though. Um, so I will say, just based like purely off memory, the the meatloaf, the meatloaf, like not, I don't think very like dissimilar from my mom's, like similar taste. Um, the potatoes, Clearly, though, you for put, sure. like, barbecue sauce on... I did a, a glaze on the top. Yeah, so my mom doesn't like a, do that. There's, like, a ketchup with brown sugar and stuff, yeah. Okay, so, like, when my mom makes it, like, I will just have, like, barbecue sauce or, like, something on the side to uh. dip it in. But she doesn't glaze it, but, like, I think you must have had, like, a similar shit that you put in it, like, I think in the actual meatloaf. Like, for a meatloaf, I th- yeah, it's just, like, eggs, breadcrumbs. It's not unlike a meatball. Did ball. you put, like, prep... Peppers and onions and I did onions, yeah. Okay, I, I didn't do she, peppers. Did she, she do peppers? I think she might. Uh, but there's definitely onions and maybe like garlic powder and shit. But the mashed potatoes, your mashed potatoes were a little more like uh, it's almost like hot potato salad or something. It does. It has yeah, the I'm, chunks. Look, I'm looking at it now. It, I, it's definitely a little more chunked than. And it wasn't bad. I, I no, honestly, it t- I thought it tasted good. Uh, it's just I've never it's had not mashed though for sure. It's kind of like more like. Uh, it was like even less mashed than those, but like red bliss mashed potatoes. I feel like, I don't know if you've ever had those. No. Dude, because again, mashed for me, I right. could not do it. So the fact that I'm even like, this is the only second time I've ever made them. Okay. Uh, first time was when Severse came on okay. and she asked for shepherd's pie. Okay. And when she asked, I was like, my brain exploded. I was like, <laughs> oh God, I'm going to have to do it. <laughs> um so for this one, and I didn't touch it, I just made the shepherd's pie, put it in the oven, only prepared one plate for that episode. And she was like, are you going to eat too? And I went, not this one. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> oh, it was Aaron. Oh my God. Wait, no. Subverse was tuna casserole, which I still was not going to eat. Oh yeah. No but uh, Aaron Matthews was the uh, okay. shepherd's pie. Another, I, another Irish broad. Yeah. But right. um, yeah, I, so I wanted to keep them, like I said, a little thicker just because I feel like that would go down easier but even now sitting looking having tasted it it's definitely like this is just that is just still potato yeah which but, again, but it's it was, good it, it was, was good it was cooked it just wasn't you know all the way through oh, yeah yeah me, i did not not care for it let me try so there oh there is peppers in this See, that's good, but I feel like it needs, uh, you know, so you had the barbecue sauce on the side. Yeah, I think, well, you know, the thing with... Nice pepper right there. Okay. Yeah, well, you know, my mom has to cook for, like, fucking foreign exchange students every night, so 
I think like with certain things, she might just like leave it up to the person, like whatever mm. they want to do with it. So it's like she's because she's cooking for like three people from like three different parts of the fucking world. And that's cool too that she is going with fastballs down the middle. Well, she'll do like I mean, she actually like can cook like a wide variety of like types of food. Um, and then of I course, remember you saying that for the first one, she's got a good repertoire yeah and also they'll cook too so like oh that's fun we get like a little taste of uh oh that's really nice yeah um which is like and usually it's like the best whatever you've ever had like you know my we had a german kid who was dating a girl from india like they were both here like as uh students at umass boston but like oh but like transfers were whatever exchange students but uh dude for a second i thought you meant you had a German kid and an Indian kid under your roof and they met and then started dating. No, 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 no. I was like, is that okay? <laughs> I, I don't know if that would be okay, honestly, but, uh, but yeah, so they, but she made us like homemade Indian food oh, and I was man. like, what the fuck? This I, is like so fucking good. I bet it was incredible. That's such a good, the rotation that, I mean. But then sometimes they do make shit and you're like, oh. Don't yeah, but it's cool this. though. Then you're still exposed to it, and you get to try it and be like, "This is not for me," but yeah. I did it. I know, but you feel kind of like I like sometimes I feel like I have to like hide that I didn't eat it. Like at Thanksgiving mm. a couple years ago, somebody made like prawns, like and uh, I was oh, like, "You don't like prawns?" Well, I was like, "I love like shellfish." So, yeah, like, but like I was so hungover and like wow. something <laughs> something about like taking it because it was like the full like yeah, cooked it in the shell yeah. i was like i can't do this it's like making me nauseous like thinking about it yeah um yeah dude that oh, seafood hungover sounds like the worst yeah thing and it world. just like made no sense like palate wise i was like i'm having like turkey stuffing mashed potatoes and like fucking prawns i was like it does like my tongue is like why are you doing this that sounds like an alan morrow dish He's anything combined, whatever, all, I mean, the kid, whatever he orders at a diner, he will also get one chocolate chip pancake. <laughs> that, well, at a diner. Regardless like, of what he's eating, like it might not go with his meal at okay. all. And he just has to get the one chocolate chip pancake. Yeah. I used, I used to work at Fresh City like this. Uh, I don't know. Grocery store? No, it was like, a, it's like a, f- sort of fast food but it's like burritos salads wraps and stir fry and uh there was a kid that i worked with that would always want um like a burrito with like peanut butter brown rice salmon cranberries edamame like feta and like every like the first time i was making it for him i was like are you like fucking with me he's like no and i was like okay and like like slowly bringing the ingredient over like it's certainly he's gonna tell me like just kidding just kidding and he just i watch him eat the whole thing i was like dude no shit but he was like he was like wicked fit and he's like this is such a fucking high protein meal and i was like you're not even eating this for like enjoyment you're eating this like just to get like gains dude i don't understand that because i love working out too and you can you don't have to live off of boiled chicken with no seasoning and rice no and you also don't have to go the other way which is combining all of the good shit and making a burrito out of it yeah i don't know it was nuts but he also was like when i say he was like fit i mean like he was like 
I'm sure like Dude, one of the fittest people I've ever seen like in person. Yeah. He, you can also though go so far. It's it's like if you don't work out at all and really in general it's like hey maybe you know get into therapy as well. That will help. Yeah. And then also though you can go too far the other way and work out so much that everyone is still like, "Hey, maybe you should get into therapy." Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> so that's why well everybody should get into therapy. Well, right, but I, in in the fitness world of looking at these super ripped dudes who are throwing weight down on the ground being like, "I'm so fucking mad." Ah, it's like, "Okay, whether you put another 45 ounce 45 pound on or not, you need to talk this one out. It's yeah. not going to help. Well, also, it was a work release. Like, I was pretty much the one of, like, three people that worked there that was not an ex-con. <laughs> like, and a lot of them were literally working out of, like, a... Like, I forget what it's called. It's not a halfway house because it's not drug-related, but it's like, a, it's like a work release house or something where it's, like, they live in a house with a bunch of other ex-cons that are, like, their... Par- parole house? I guess. Like, or probation house or something. Yeah. But, like... So, like, they're in between jail and, like, being free again. But So, like, they all, like, a few of them, like, lived in the same house. And, like, they'd all, like, come fucking work at Fresh City. And then, end of the day, they'd be like, and now I have to just go back to the fucking house. And then you. <laughs> yeah, and then me. Which, like, uh, obviously, I was like, I mean, I don't really belong here. <laughs> but that being said, they were all, like, incredibly, some of the nicest people. Yeah, it's... Uh, it, it, of course i mean you dealt a shitty hand and then hopefully you as we were talking about before some people do have that ability to look inward and then come out and even though visually i think it was in a recent episode kim who's a photographer and into motorcycle stuff in boston and she was saying that visually a lot of bikers look like bikers but as far as meeting them they don't they're not how they're portrayed or yeah, of thought course. of start, you know, so it's the same thing as the ex-con of like, you see that person for the label of ex-con or, you know, whatever they did. If it's bad. Yeah. I don't think anybody there was like, a, a, like a sexual yeah, exactly. criminal or like a murderer, but yeah, a lot of like drug charges, yeah, maybe I mean, some violent charges, but like nothing like probably just like assault. That's or stuff where it's like, all right, you got hung up, bad break, whatever it is. And fucking, gotta work with logan now making weird burritos yeah. <laughs> let's get through this together yeah. <laughs> all right buddy um you gotta get the ruby room at some point yeah um oh shit that's a nine o'clock show right yeah it's eight now it takes an hour to get up there yeah look good. at this beautiful timing perfect timing. um dude thank you for bringing over your mother's meatloaf that was so fun yeah and also i love how pointed that was like do you even talk about the food anymore like yeah sometimes yeah. <laughs> it was like it was like such a by coincidence that she happened to make me i know love that's crazy man um and i like i said i love that like you're getting the indian food you're getting the schnitzel but also then your mom is like yeah now it's my turn here's some meatloaf like yeah. this is an american classic this is what everyone here knows and it's super comforting and i have this problem where i mean of course it's because of the social media but taking pictures i want it to look pretty as well so that's why you see like the chives the glaze sure yeah yeah. but i love the i'm gonna call it mom presentation 
and I mean that in the most loving way possible. Oh, of she like, give a shit. Uh, as long as it tastes good, they, that's what, dude. That's exactly it. Of like, here it's gonna taste good. Put whatever the fuck you want on it. Yeah, I don't have any problem with that. But like, it's gonna be great. Yeah. <laughs> and it was. And I I thank you for bringing it over. I thank her for making it. And. I thank you for coming over, Logan. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Danny. <laughs> uh, buddy, what's uh, after Ruby Room? You have a ton of stuff that's coming up, right? This will be Monday, too. So Yeah, November's pretty busy. Obviously, I mean, this week's a wash, but I think next week I'm headlining George head- on nice. that Saturday, and then I'm somewhere that Friday... Uh, George is a fun one. That's where my uh, yeah, the George is sick. That's where my parents hung out for the first time post divorce. Oh, really? At a at a George show, yeah. Nice. It went. I've talked about that. We won't get too into it, but it went like incredibly well on both accounts of comedy and the parents. And going into that, I remember thinking, I will accept a twenty five minute bomb of complete silence if my parents get along yeah and to get both of they got along and a great set that is you are a fucking lunatic for that being like the first hang they have well so my sister was you know getting married in september and the show was july ish around there or whatever and they hadn't hung out yet and meg was saying i would really like that to happen before the wedding just so it's not the first time yeah and sue was you know my mom was in town from california my dad lives in newport still you know near the george and i had to go there for the show so i was like fuck it we're doing this (laughs) and you know meg meg was there too it's not like it was yeah yeah it was the whole fam again but it was it was a psychotic play that could have gone poor on so many accounts, but was a 10 out of 10 night all around. Yeah. Rolled the dice came up beautiful on the sevens. Yeah. That's wild. Um, so you're at the George next and you find where you're at Friday. Yeah. I'm like a fucking, I don't even know. Fitchburg for Brianna Woodward. I forget what the place is called. That's fine. I'll throw, I'll throw it in the links. Yeah. Follow me. Thanks man. Oh, thanks. Thank you, sir. Um, Okay, follow Logan, follow dinner at your place. Uh, I have to take this bagel buddy out on a walk. Goodbye. Thanks for listening.